All right, so this week is all about being black. Let or the, not black enough. Let that sink in for a second. Are you too black? Or are you O.J. Simpson? What? <laughs> O.J. was never seen as black enough. People will get it. Come on, guys. <laughs> Trust, people will get that. Welcome back to the show that keeps ticking. To take time and a little bit more to bring you love, life, social media, and all the things affecting young people today. Whatever, whenever. We keep it real. Brought to you by your hosts, Roscoe Flash and Operator 16. It's time and a half. Welcome back to Time and a Half. This week we have Nikki J with us to talk about dating and relationships, but from the perspective of are you too black or are you not black enough? You know, I, f- I feel like everyone's had that had that conversation with their friends that like, oh my dude, how you feel about that girl over there? Oh no, nah, she a little bit too dark for me or she act a little bit too black or she got too much of an attitude. And all of those things by themselves can sound innocent enough, but all of that kind of equates to their blackness and the notion that you know black people are ghetto rude mean violent attitude um, some people see that as confidence other people see that as ignorance i think this is a good topic for this week i think it is too i i know for me growing up my parents wanted to put us in in white neighborhoods and they wanted to put us in, in white schools and, and they made sure that we knew that like we weren't supposed to be ghetto we were supposed to talk a certain way and one that alienated me from my family, but it also warped, like greatly warped my perception of like black women for for a long time. I wouldn't like date one or talk to one. And like someone had to sit me down and kind of like explain to me like why that was like toxic before I kind of changed it. So for a while I would say I wasn't black enough, but that was because I was raised to not be black enough. Me is a little bit different. I have grown up in the suburbs my entire life, basically. Um, we were, when I was born, my parents were living in the hood, but I don't count that as growing up because that was back before I could walk. So I didn't understand anything that was going on. I was basically just there. By the time I was under, un, old enough to walk, you know, talk, speak, and understand, my mom had already gotten her doctorate degree, had moved us out to the suburbs in, um, in here in Georgia, and life was just different. You know, all of my friends growing up, and even most of my friends to this day, even as an adult, are white. Or, you know, non-black or mixed or something. Um, And there was actually a point where I couldn't stand to be around a black girl. That's stupid! Use your common sense! At all. I actually took it kind of Keywords used to. We love black women now. I remember having a conversation. That was Roscoe Flash and not <laughs> Operator 16. I remember having a conversation with my dad. And I remember the look on his voice being so disappointed and defeated to hear his son say this. But I actually told him that I took it as like a hit to my personal pride to be seen arm to arm with a black girl. As your experiences in dating with black men, what have they been? I would say it's been kind of like here and there, only because, you know, when dating black men, those thoughts do come into my mind. Like, you know, are they too much? Not so much, just right. So it's just kind of hard to, you know, decipher because 
nowadays when you when you see the black man it's like they're either really trying too hard or not trying enough if that makes sense what do you mean by trying too hard like they're trying too hard to be black if that makes sense oh okay so you, basically you're talking about wanting wannabe thugs yeah like, like wannabe thugs it doesn't make any sense like they're trying to put on a face. They're not being genuine. Yeah, they're themselves. not being genuine. All you fools on Instagram with all your guns in the face. Right. That's fake. That's not even loaded. Yeah. They probably don't even know how to shoot. So probably, <laughs> probably stolen. Yeah. I'm snitch on myself. Right. I get it. There's a no, but that's a real thing. Like it, it happens a lot in, in, in today. The perception of what a black man is in, in today's world, I feel like, is just as warped as, as it's ever been. I wouldn't say what a black man is. I'd say what it's supposed to be. Because what's dictated by our culture, by social media, by the music we listen to, the ideal black man is what we see in rap and what we see in hip hop. Now, there are plenty of cases and plenty of people where the successful black man, the entrepreneur, the Jay-Z, well, Jay-Z is a bad example. He started as a rapper. But the successful entrepreneur type, that's acceptable too. But yeah, like a Tyler Perry type. But it seems like unless you have their money, if you're that type of person without the money, it's like you not, you don't exist. Yeah. Whereas you can be the brokest, you know, brokest person on the street, but then if you're thug enough, then you can still have all the hype, all the contacts, all the clout. That's because we grew up in a society that's championed that shit for so long. And when that type of stuff gets championed, peace, love, and positivity gets clowned upon. Now, I, I have a pretty, what I, well, I think it's a deep question. Our culture, is it defined by us or is it defined by the people that finance us? Because, uh, because like you as a musician, right. you dictate the music you put out. That's true. But you don't get to dictate the music that the big companies and record labels are willing to pay to get people to hear. I will say this. Um, as far as hip hop goes, no, black people have not dictated this, this, this art in the last 10 years. I can show you facts. White teenagers between the age of 16 and 24 buy three times as much hip hop as anyone else. What they like dictates this whole culture, like it or not. Which I did not know that. Go to any typical rap concert in today's world, it's mostly white kids. If that's the case, would you, is it even considered our culture at that point? Um, in some parts, yeah. But in the main, in, in the money part of it, no. In the money part of it, it's no like my fan base is mostly white teenagers like and that's not from anything of my doing that's just how it, how it's it's changed like when i first started a few months ago it was people like around my age but now as i grow and my music gets gets bigger i've noticed that change my fan base is slowly going towards like teenagers and they're mostly white and and that's fine i get it i play to that somewhat but i'm cautious to like what i put out because i don't want Someone's got to break that trend in our culture. You see what I'm saying? Because it's like Jake Cole said, these white kids love when you don't give a fuck. They, they love when you're face tatted and you're popping pills and you're shooting people. Because that's, that's what they think it means to be black. That image gets passed down to another black kid. Now he thinks that's what it means to be black. Now some other black girl thinks he's too black to even date because he because he's been doing what he saw some other rapper do. So it's a whole domino effect that starts with with why do we allow these white teenagers to dictate what our culture is? And I love white people. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I I, I want to take it to I want to answer that by taking it to capitalism because 
the white teenagers, in gen well, not even in general, white people hold the most wealth collectively in this country. All of no other demographic compares by themselves. Selfish mother. Stop, stop that. <laughs> now, that being said, these kids have more money to enjoy things. They have more money to pay for the tickets for the concert. They have more money. We don't really pay for music anymore. We stream it. But even back when we used to pay for stuff on mm -hmm. iTunes or buy actual physical CDs or records, uh, they had more money to actually buy this stuff. So, like, capitalism dictates the people with the money build the market. Like, they decide what's on the market. So because they like this type of music, that's the music the companies are going to keep producing. Because companies... I feel like they do whatever, what people really do um, influence the economy. Whatever a majority of the people want, companies will do. Notice how many companies came out of nowhere supporting Pride because of how popular it got in the of past course, couple months. No one wants to be like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, yeah. Chick but they'll support gay people, that's the thing. Chick-fil-A like, is a very special case because of their true. heavy Christian background. They're not supporting any of that. Yeah. But all these other countries, Skittles but, released an ad that no, it was black and white Skittles. And their reasoning was, we support pride so we took our rainbow away that was the dumbest to support yours. They could have just said, we've been supporting since day one and dropped the fucking mic. But then you had to create these weird, probably stale, white ass uh, Skittle. They probably taste like boo-boo. Now, don't, don't get it twisted. None of us here are saying that we don't support Pride and we're not making fun of that movement. But what we're saying is that these companies, they're not necessarily lying to you, but they're doing whatever you want them to because they want you to keep shopping with them. And music is the exact same way. They keep putting out the music that most people want to buy. And look, back to the conversation of do black artists really own the culture? We still dictate the culture somewhat. But even like with me, like like I'm telling you right now, K-pop is coming. It's coming and it's going to take over everything you know in mainstream music. And that's be, be because these K-pop artists take hip-hop and they add in pop, which is all comes from black people. They do it in Korean and they blow up from it. This this I'm telling you, I I you it's tomorrow morning there will be a K-pop group on the Today Show. When does that happen? It doesn't. Last, but these people rap. They love American rappers. They take their flow and, and their energy from American rappers, black American rappers, and come to your country and, and, and dominate. I don't actually think K-pop is as surprising as a phenomenon as people think it is because the mixing of a typical genre with pop isn't new. Not Countries so done us it before. who listen to it. Yeah. Country's done it before, rock has done it, metal has done it. Mixing with pop, pop music in general makes things catchier and more upbeat. And it can fit in with almost any other genre. But when you see like BTS come to a, come to America, make $15 million in two nights in Los Angeles. Sell out a MetLife Stadium, 80,000 people both nights. And maybe said 20 words in English the, the, the entire time. Meanwhile, your local black artist who is who who just inspired those whole entire concerts can't get a hundred people to come to his show. Do you see how we still push this this culture, but we don't make money off of it? That's what I'm saying. So how do we go from from the warped perception of this culture that we're not making money off of and get it back to what it's supposed to be owned by us, ran by us? We have to control the money. We have to control the means of production 
and the people producing the stuff, the, the artists. As long as we're under someone else, they get to dictate what we do. If we want our music to sound a certain way and to give off a certain message, we have to be the one hiring the artists, managing what they say and do, and we have to be the ones to promote it. If we ask for help for anyone outside of our circle, then we're adding that influence of what we don't want. Now, I'm not a, I've never been and I never will be a supporter of segregation. But what I'm talking about right now, I don't think it's segregation. One thing I say, greater blunts. Stop that. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is black money needs to support our people more. Oh my God, yes. Lord. Now, that shit is ridiculous. How that did not happen. The more we do for ourselves, I feel like the less problems we'll have. Now we'll still have a lot of problems because there's still there are a lot of ignorant people that take things too far, take things the wrong way, or don't do it correctly, or will do stuff for selfish reasons. But the more money we control and we put into our communities and our uh, culture, the better the results will be. That's so true because, like for instance, you know I've been telling you like I've been having this real industry with the this, excuse me this, this real problem with industry plants and in, in hip hop, and lately I've realized outside of Little Nas X who is um, who is a black industry plant. And, and clearly the best one ever. But 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 besides him, they've all usually been white. And me being a hip hop blogger, have called two of these people out and watched them get so mad for me telling them that you're profiting off of pretty much our culture. And the thing like that is that like that we need more of that. We need more of the powerful black voices and music to to say, hey, these labels have to stop putting millions of dollars into these white artists who who, who don't commit to our culture, who aren't a part of our culture, um, who don't push this, this culture forward in in any way. And, and you call out people like Clever, who who called me out yesterday. You call out people like that and don't allow them to like do it. Like then they can't say anything. Like I'm not saying he's he's not a good artist. Dude's an amazing artist, right? This is someone who is a 34-year-old white rapper who promised to never be a drugged out, you know, depressed person just for the money, yet couldn't make it. So he changes everything about him, comes back, and now he thinks about sh pistols and shooting people and has a past of building bombs and hitting women. See what I'm saying? But this is a white person that's being championed um, in our culture. Now, do you, it sounds like you have a personal problem with people that aren't in the industry for the music, they're in it for basically any other reason. So let's yeah. say for the money, right? You may not agree with what you're saying, what you're rapping about, it may not be your life, but fuck it, they're paying you millions of dollars, you don't do it. And I get that, but at the same time, it's like, if, if you're gonna implant people in our culture, why not they be black? Not these white people who just so happen to be cool enough, like, it's a real problem in the industry. Like they, I've literally seen these labels invest millions of dollars in, in, to like make these white people look like they're down for this culture. And it's not just them. It it happens with Lil Nas X too, and like Lil Jumex, but he but he's Mexican, so it's it's not as, it's not the same thing. I'm talking about like as far as the biggest ones are currently, or even like Billy Eilish. You, you can't tell me that Billy Eilish didn't take a like raspy R&B flow, put it on pop beats, and blow up. Well, she was a little bit different because her parents are masterful music uh, or masterful like songwriters. Right, but I'm saying is that like Billy's like singing is nothing that you haven't heard a her do or a Rihanna do, or I'm sure 25 other thousand black women over time. Yeah, she takes that kind of culture and imprint, puts it over some you know whatever she puts it over, and I love Billy. 
by the way, I'm just saying, and it becomes this big phenomenon. If you realize how much of this music industry are black artists actually are responsible for, but don't own, it would blow your mind. So what point is it okay? Where's the line between sharing cultures in America? I don't and the, know anymore, dude. the reason why I phrase the question that way is because we're one of the only countries in the world built on the foundation of a bunch of different cultures living together and trying to find a way to unify. Every every you know specific type of person has their own culture and we bring all of that together in order to make the American culture. And of course, you're gonna have some overlap. You're gonna have some black people that like country music. You're gonna have some white people that like hip hop. You're gonna have a lot of people who like Asian music. Where is the line behind okay, this part of our culture is y'all's and we're not sharing. Country. Wait, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Wait, what? Country music, y'all can have that. No, I'm just playing. I'm just Lil Nas playing. I'm X just was not the first black person to make country music. Yes, I know, as 25,000 of y'all have told me on Twitter over the last two months. <laughs> I mean, Wagon Wheel was pretty, now it's, what, what what's funny about Wagon okay, Wheel is when right, I ask right. a black person right, about we're gonna country music. Right we're, we're gonna stop right there, stop it. <laughs> If one more person mentions Darius Rucker, <laughs> like he has ever tried to to rap, like he has ever, that man probably, probably don't even hang around black people. That's probably the he only- He is the one black fool who is allowed in Nashville, okay? The rest of us, Lil Nas X got the number one song in the country. He couldn't even get on the, the country music award stage. And he had the number one song in the country that is country. Is it actually classified as country or Yes, it's called trap country. Trap yeah. country. Okay, so he's trying to make a whole new genre. And the thing about him is that he's an industry plant. He just said, yeah, I'm one. What the fuck y'all gonna do about it? You don't like it? Come take my spot. See what I'm saying? Like, at least the black folks in industry plant, like, we embrace it. Like, we don't act like bitches like the white people do. So we don't actually have a problem with anyone. We want to make that perfectly clear. We're actually all for inclusiveness here at Time and a Half. But we can't talk about culture without being extremely specific. Um, because when it, when it comes to hip hop, obviously African Americans are we're the ones that coin the culture. We're the ones that lead the culture in terms of footwork and media presence. But we're not necessarily the ones that benefit from it. Or own most of it, let's just be honest. For instance, Nas has one of the top, considered one of the most top, legendary albums ever. His debut album, he owns zero percent of that, and it's one of the top five greatest albums of all time. Like, how does that happen? How do we go from creating a culture that we don't own anymore? Leor Cohen owns 300 Entertainment. That's like a good part of hip hop, right there. Didn't he have to sign a contract though? Isn't that a lot about? The but here's the thing, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. They take these young, talented black men from the hood who, who ain't never had anything and, and say, here's $30,000, $40,000. Who's gonna turn that down? Like even me, like, yeah, I wanna be independent. But but if some label right now came, came here and said, here's $70,000 and I know I got five bucks in my account, why am I gonna turn that down? You see what I'm saying? Like that's how they get you to sell away all your rights be, 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 because they don't think that these artists can like see that if you assign me for 70K, that means that you know that, that you can make 7 million bucks off me. But I can't see that, you can, I can't. So I'm gonna take this 70K right now because I'm broke as hell, sign away all my rights, and then eventually I'll see that, oh, I was worth a lot more than that. 
that's why these people end up with 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 no rights because they because these black men and young women and who a lot of times don't have educated lawyers or people around them who, who know anything about this industry and they end up getting messed over completely that's why i'm such in a movement to be independent and try to do that for as long as i can because it's so important that i keep ownership of everything that i do like nipsey hustle said own all your masters own the rights to everything you do so that way they cannot dictate what you do now to the rappers who get fallen into those traps why don't they invest their money in other forms of income that go directly to them? Because seventy thousand dollars is seventy thousand dollars. It don't matter how you get. Because you know it's not cool in hip hop, saying, "Hey man, I took my advance and invested it." You know what is cool? Hey man, I took my advance and bought a chain. That's yeah. why rappers go broke. It's why rappers don't have money like other people. It's because in the culture, we tell people. It's, it's, it's just believed that you take your advance, you take all your money and you do dumb shit with it rather than like saving a lot of it. That, that's why you see rappers still rapping at 45 and 50. They're fucking broke. You yeah. don't make money off music. Make very little. You make money off everything else from that that the music brings. Shows, deals. Jay-Z's worth a billion dollars. All right, I'm gonna tell you how this works. He's worth a billion dollars. Less than 100 million of that has come from physical album sales. You will never be a billionaire just just making music. Well, he's done exactly what I'm talking about. He took that yeah. money and invested it properly in real estate, art, jewelry, um, businesses, everything. everything basically. And now he's one of the richest black men in the world. Even even before you count their combined wealth with Beyonce, he's still one of the richest black men in the world. Godly amounts of money. <laughs> And obviously, being together, she did the exact same thing, which is why they're one of their. I think they're literally the richest black couple in the world. I wouldn't doubt it. I was gonna say because I'm smart, but I can't think of nobody else. Unless far as some prince in Africa, I never heard of. But what what made it cool for Jay Z to do it, and it to be so uncool for everybody else? It's not. It's just that that's what it's perceived to to be. In, in today's culture, like I said, these young people, they want to have chains and they want to have the ice and the lifestyle. They don't, they don't want to say, "Hey, I invested my my rap money on art and land and started my own business." No, like that 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 doesn't bring likes and and followers. Okay, it it just doesn't. And that, that's what people like, especially because everything in today's rap game is a numbers game. I know for a fact my pen work is ten times better than half people out there. But because I don't have 50,000 followers on the Instagram, I probably aren't signed yet. If I were to invest a little money in my Instagram and, and get the numbers up, I probably could be signed in a couple months. Because all it takes is a certain amount of followers. That's all they, they care about. That's why you buy the chain and you act stupid on the internet and you dumb down yourself because that's what they care about now. These labels and these companies want to want the people who already have all the people with them. We don't care to build artists anymore or build relationships. It's how many fans do you already have? Okay, I have to have this many fans? Cool. Let me start whoring myself out to get to that point. And then maybe I'll get the respect I actually deserve as an artist.